Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Bucket, and then I put it down <laughs> in the sand. And it, there was almost <laughs> just no pattern to what you were doing at the beginning there. And I was like, I was like, I'm just gonna jump in, like hey, like yeah. somebody like turning a rope, just so fast, so sporadically. Oh, you were you're trying going, to skip skip that rope. I'm trying to skip that rope. <laughs> yeah, it was and amazing. You, did, you didn't hit the rope once, Al. It was it was incredible. Uh, all right. I was like a real sort of offbeat staccato approach to spinning the rope. Yeah, I guess it was advanced is what it was. It. it was it was advanced kind mm-hmm. of beat making that I've uh, that the world has maybe never seen <laughs> never up seen. until this point. Uh, while we're here, I'm with, with my kind of jazz. It's the good music that you don't make that's kind of yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah, the I point. Like, yeah, you know? I like that about, about like it's the listenability that it doesn't have. Yeah. <laughs> That really makes it appealing? I see, yeah, yeah. It's the songs you don't listen to. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, that, that make that... my career successful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the record contracts I haven't signed yeah. that are the reason I'm so um, rich and popular. Um, uh, welcome to Two in the Think Tank. Welcome to Two in the Think Tank. I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair George William Chumley Burgill. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with us today we have Joel's. Yes. We have a couple of Joels. Got a couple of Joels. I, I don't know your last names. Uh, Zamet and Dusha. Dusha, yeah. Dusha? It's, it's, yeah, that's, it sounds like a made-up name, like bullying, mm-hmm. but it's not. My last name is legitimately Dusha. What are we talking, like D-O-O-S-C-H-A? <laughs> not even close. <laughs> okay, D- we're talking like a, a silent J, uh, D, <laughs> E-W, um, S-T... Then the works of the I, works of uh, you know I don't know some guy William some author William Shakespeare just in brackets three dots and then number nine <laughs> no one's ever got it on the second guess before you guys nailed it we're talking D U S C H E R yeah that's very respectable spelling oh yeah. Yeah, do sure. That's good. You guys very respectfully at the start of the podcast or before the podcast asked if you could come in on the. The song at the start, the mm. little yes. CD yeah. thing, and then I feel like I did such a bad job of it. <laughs> well, like, it, was, it was immediately my, impossible. Not gonna lie, <laughs> I, I was floored by the facial expressions and just the the beauty of the music. Yeah. It, it took me by surprise that I, I couldn't contain myself laughing, mm. so I, I couldn't and join. Yeah. Them, as a yeah. massive jazz fan, I just didn't want to interrupt such <laughs> yeah. great jazz. Obviously, the yeah. flow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a new Miles Davis here in <laughs> town, and he he's a he's a vocal percussionist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitches too. Mm. Everyone thought that it was Ryan Gosling that saved jazz, <laughs> yeah. but it was actually me. <laughs> Everybody know? does think that it was Ryan yeah. Gosling that saved jazz. Mm. Oh yeah, because is that the, what that what that movie's about? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think yeah. So. yeah, yeah. Uh, He's so, like jazz. 
It's dead, but like, what if it wasn't? Hi, I'm Ryan Gosling. <laughs> and everyone's like, like yeah. you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, in that movie, because I haven't seen it. Uh, the movie we're talking about no, is, no, La La is La La Land. Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, is there a particular performance that he does where people realize that he saved jazz? Like, do you get to see him do <laughs> uh, a song? So the first time that you see him in the film play any type of music, he gets fired from his job because they're like, hey, play some Christmas songs. And yeah. then he plays jazz on the piano and his boss is just like, no one wants to fucking hear jazz. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Jazz Ryan is go- dead, Ryan yeah. Gosling. <laughs> like, and then, well, I'm the man to revive it straight to camera. Yeah, yeah. and then... Wow. Uh, Spoilers for La La Land, because I know that a listener's out. People have stopped listening, I'm sorry. Just skip ahead a few seconds, and we over? They've stopped listening, but you can't tell them to skip ahead now. No, yeah. no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, so at the end, he opens a jazz bar, so like... And everyone, like, everyone's like, fuck yeah. I, like, it's a it, really well-attended jazz yeah, bar. Yeah, it's a really well-attended jazz bar. Everyone's very polite, clapping. It, it, was, it was full, but there was no line outside. It was a very... Mm. That being what, said, at the well, end, I would also classify a lot of... And I don't know a lot about jazz, but I would also classify a lot of the music that he plays, especially as, right at the end when he's <laughs> opened the jazz bar, as not jazz. <laughs> That's a fair assumption. He saved jazz by not playing jazz. Yeah. <laughs> You tell people it's jazz. People didn't want to hear jazz. Well, the trick to jazz is it's the jazz you don't play. Well, see, that's it. The jazz. Yes. Jazz. He he, he played like sort of show tunes instead. Uh, It was the most not jazz. If it's yeah, if, yeah, if it's the notes you don't play, he didn't mm. play a single jazz note, yeah. so he played the most jazz. <laughs> yeah, well, mathematically. I guess, yeah, I guess if, if people don't like jazz, which is why jazz was dead. Yes, he just 100%. gave people what they want and then said it was jazz. Yeah, yeah. They go, oh, I didn't. Think I would I'd like classify this as soft rock, but if this is jazz, well, yeah. I love it. And also, if you're listening to the music that he's playing, and you don't like it. It's not jazz, so clearly you love jazz. Because yeah. if you don't like yes. soft rock, then you must love jazz. Hundred percent. That is that is a mathematically perfect <laughs> equation. Yeah. And also, I think to 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 deal with, uh, uh, you know, I think if there was one thing that was going to save jazz or any f- uh, music form, as you mentioned, there was no line outside. Mm. It's it's creating a venue that has efficient sort of entry points <laughs> mm. in which people are are both buying tickets and being seated in a in a yeah. timely fashion. It's throughput. I mean, yeah, maybe that was what what logistics. ruined jazz in the first p- p- place. It wasn't necessarily that people didn't like the music. It was just that their their venues were sort of like, you know the, the, the hallways weren't wide enough. Yeah, uh, they maybe yeah. didn't have enough sort yeah. of door. So attendance. it wasn't the notes that they were or weren't playing. It was no. a, it was just logistics. Yeah, yeah, logistics. It was just been bad like, this, uh, time this and venue is management. Too small. Yeah. No, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Get down these seats. Hard plastic. No. Yeah. I want a drink. What kind? What what beers you got? They're all mm. shit. I'm out of here. <laughs> Jazz is dead. Yeah. Jazz is <laughs> jazz dead. Know jazz. whose fault this is? Jazz. Just <laughs> <laughs> blame um, jazz for any, any I, problem. I, 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 yeah? I, I, Where are my keys? I think Fucking the, jazz. There could be something in this in that it's like, is it like the venue, the guy who owns the venue is running the ve- venue, who's t- a terrible venue owner, right? And we see all these bad decisions or people being unhappy and it, it's impossible for his customers mm. to mm. get in, find a place or enjoy themselves when they're there. And uh, and then he blames it on jazz. Yeah, he decides yeah, yeah. that it's because jazz is dead. Yeah, and that that maybe that that all these people are very uncultured mm. and that they don't like jazz. Yeah. And so mm. he realizes that that's the that's you know the the the, the uh, sort of thing that he realize he thinks that it's j- because jazz is dead. So it's like his bar's failing. Mm. His wife is leaving him. His kids won't talk to him. Yeah, his jazz. dog maybe dying, <laughs> probably dying. He's out of out of shape. Out of shape. Balding, balding definitely balding. 
Jazz. Jazz. Jazz is dead. Well, imagine this, though. See, if, if, if Jazz he, is dead and it's killing him. <laughs> I mean, it could have been that first it was a disco bar, right? And yes. so, because obviously disco died. Pablo yeah. Disco Bar? Uh, it could be Pablo Disco Bar. I think that's a great <laughs> title for it. Um, maybe he could be funded by some cartels, you know, to keep it alive yep. until the, and then, he, and then he runs into trouble. He right. starts up a new venue. Yes. Uh, he Then he opens it up. Uh, Pablo Jazz Bar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the pun doesn't even make sense now. Yeah. That's the first of you his know. problems. <laughs> you know. So first he blames Disco, obviously. He claims Disco's dead. Uh, and then he opens a Pablo Jazz Bar. <laughs> doesn't work. Jazz is dead. And slowly but surely he's killing off every music style <laughs> as he somehow keeps <laughs> claiming bankruptcy and being able to start a business again. Uh, you know, yeah, so soft rock is dead. Polka is dead. I mean, he's... Yeah. he's He's, He's killed Polka. Uh, <laughs> opera, possibly. Opera is dead. Yodeling. An opera yeah, bar is bed. something that I feel like we should definitely look into. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Opera is so is too big. I think that's days. great. It's it's yeah. so like it's hard to mount these productions because they're so expensive. <laughs> but I think like you know an open mic opera, opera night yeah. or just like any kind of real grungy well this is where he's at now yeah this is where he's at now when when we meet our our hero he works his way through all the musical styles <laughs> writing them off as he's like no nah, that's dead that's dead till he finds his way himself at opera opera open mic yeah this has gone from a la la land prequel to something new entirely <laughs> well it could still be it yeah. could could yeah, still so. be and gosling can save opera <laughs> Because there's a music style that needs saving right now. It's opera. Mm. And I guess maybe also there's, you know, within there is just all... The, the only reason why his opera bar is working is just because he's hired a good a good venue manager. Yeah. Well, see, I think there could be something in that. Like, 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 because we always get, like, you'll get, you get a documentary about Miles Davis or something, <laughs> you know, or some great musician in yeah. the jazz yeah. world. It's all about, oh, these decisions that he made about the way he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played music? Is that a fair way to describe what Miles Davis... He played mm. music? Yeah, I mean, much like all jazz musicians, he probably had a tough childhood and at some point... Distant father figure. Probably mm. between like 8 and 12, first picked up an instrument mm. to cope with a bad mm. childhood. And mm. that's every documentary about every musician yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. Great. So yeah. I want that, but I don't want it about the musician. I want to make it about the guy who ran the bar. Yeah. Right? So it's behind the... <laughs> Bar. The bar behind Robin. the successful Pablo Opera Bar. Yeah, <laughs> Pablo <laughs> Opera Bar actually sounds quite fun. Yeah. Uh, like, has anyone seen um, the, the founder with Michael Keaton about yeah. the guy who did, like he basically founded McDonald's? Mm. Basically, just stole this sort of like uh, local technique business, yeah. from these local businesses. And how they do everything is through just efficiency, just like yeah. how they're doing everything. So kind of almost like that, but we apply that to running a bar. Yeah, but it's also <laughs> like it's it's sort of presented like it's a musical documentary so it talks about you know his troubled childhood and how those influences you know helped him to become a good bar owner and then like you know all these creative decisions that he made and we get talking heads maybe other bar owners talking about how much of a genius he was i had him working at my bar for a while and you know i yeah. kicked him out because yeah, but- he and he was just too wild. He like yeah. wanted to widen the corridors too yeah, much. Exactly. He said, "Why limited at a hundred when you can easily fit a hundred and fifty? And I was mm. like, "This is crazy. You, 
You're yeah, a mad you, man. You, you got to we stay like, in your there's, lane. There's 150 seats, and he wanted to only sell 140 just in case. Crazy. <laughs> just crazy. <laughs> crazy thinking. Why yeah, would he do that? He, he got this concept of house seats. Yeah. And, uh, frankly, I was having none of it. <laughs> and he kept yelling at me saying, you're killing country music. You're killing country music. Country music is now dead. And then I'm out of here. That was the last thing he said to me. A whole conversation for an hour about lighting. Lighting. Who thinks of lighting? <laughs> Fluorescence is just good enough for me, but yes. apparently not for Pablo. <laughs> you need to be able to see the jazz. <laughs> 300 lumens. <laughs> Minimum. Um, I've written down also, I've written soft rock on my hand because I was wondering if there's something about, because like, people talk about saving jazz. But like people don't talk about saving soft rock, soft rock, or I guess there's that yacht rock series of sketches on which are probably about that, aren't they? Um, on, no, well, they're not, the not really about. Is it about? Have you guys seen yacht rock? No, no. no. no well, it's it? A, it was a, look. It was a classic. It's sort of just like an internet sort of classic set of little uh, episodic series. What are we yeah, in? One of the one of the very early. Like webisodes? Web, web series. Yeah. yeah, it was like from Channel 101, some American thing that Dan Harmon was involved in. Anyway, and it was all about all the sort of main figures in in, in Yacht Rock, which was, like, I think, a category Kenny that, Loggins they, that they invented. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kenny Loggins. It was just basically smooth, mm. just smooth music. Oh, man, that's smooth. Like but, that. but, but, yeah, I, th- I think, like, s- trying to save a genre of music that is jazz. <laughs> like... Uh, like elevator music or something yeah, like that? Saving yeah. elevator music new is metal. definitely, yeah. Oh, new yeah. Save yeah. new metal. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> save new metal. 2017, the year that Joel Dusha saved new metal. <laughs> hey guys, have you heard corn? They're back. <laughs> that's, that's all it took yeah. for you to save yeah. new metal. Wow. Like, uh, I think like, the way to save new metal is you just need to remove the embarrassment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, guys. Yeah. It's all right. It's you're, fine. You're, it's, it's fine. Look, start your bloody CD at track 13. Mm. That's a good choice. Smart <laughs> thinking. Corn. Beautiful. Yeah, Is that look, a thing they did? Yeah. Oh, man. that's. It was like 12 other tracks <laughs> of silence. They they also, <laughs> though, they they spelled corn with a K, right? Yeah. Mm. But then they also put the K backwards. <laughs> Is that right? I think it was the R backwards. Oh, it's the R that was, was backwards. Was it the R backwards? Yeah, the R was backwards in yeah, corn. Yeah, yeah. 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 If you're going to save new metal, you need so to. So how do you pronounce that? If the R is backwards. How do you pronounce a backwards R? I don't know. Can you roll an R backwards? They're my favorite band. Oh, you got to suck in an R. Suck in R's. Or do you listen to an R? You just go... Oh, that's interesting. The opposite of... Yeah. It goes into your head. Yeah. Like a cock. It's like the, the sound of the listening end, to an R. And works in there, like, coat. Mm. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize. Yeah. But the, is it the same R? Do they see the, use the same R in Toys R Us? Oh, wow. They use a reversed R? They do, Toys, yeah. mm, us. <laughs> Whoa, that works. Yeah. Toys, mm, us. Yeah. I think this is something. I don't know what it is. Saving saving new metal? What, well, like, well, I'm talking about backwards R. Synergy branding of, like... Toys R Us and corn. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, uh, like, could it be Child about like adding the backwards R to the alphabet? Uh, yeah, I think they're okay. Look, it's a it's a sort of an infomercial. You know, like like Merriam Webster and things like that. Do, like, yeah. Like, not, yeah, like yeah, sorry, I meant like infotainment kind of thing. Mm. Merriam Webster and stuff do a lot of like like you know you 
YouTube videos or, or Twitter videos mm -hmm. these days where they explain a you know a little quirk about you know the pluralization of octopus or something yeah. like that, and they go, well, actually, there's a few different things that are accepted as correct. <laughs> things like that. Well, the backwards R has actually recently been uh, added included, to, included in the English right. language because I like it how they they sometimes <laughs> add new words to the to the dictionary. Yeah. So Merriam-Webster or Oxford or whatever will add a new word to the dictionary. I think it would be great to find out that there were people who were in charge of the alphabet. Like if we found <laughs> out that the alphabet was owned by some company, like it was... <laughs> you know what? You know what's hot right now? Backwards things. Yeah. <laughs> we need a new letter. <laughs> and so like... Yeah, exactly. We we all use the alphabet that we currently use under license from the yeah, <laughs> Jonquil Marx Corporation. And then we see inside their their boardroom the problems with you know yeah they want to they want to freshen up the alphabet and they talk about bringing in the backwards R. Look, you know what was cool? Getting your cap, putting it backwards. Yes. <laughs> so, what is the coolest letter? R. Now, what if we get that R? Flip it. By God, backwards. and then and then after they've they've nailed the backwards letters, they've created the backward alphabet. Maybe they're going to call it the bizarre alphabet. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case. But then they start working on backwards numbers. Oh, like uh, the alphabet. The alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the alphabet and the alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then obviously they'll be like you know backwards eight. Backwards, uh, backwards six. ten's confusing because that's a one. Although hang yeah. on, like a lowercase backwards D is just a lowercase B. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the listen, uh, the, the listen back. The alpha back has a few issues, but I'm sure they'll smooth it out. <laughs> yeah, obviously there's gonna be some. Yeah, there'll be some teething problems. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or it's like new Coke, right? Where <laughs> they release a new alphabet and everybody hates it, right? Like they, they release like a backwards alphabet. They're like. It's, it's, it's a new thing. We're not even going to do the old alphabet anymore. It's all backwards alphabet. <laughs> There's a huge backlash, which ironically... <laughs> would be what the tabloids would call it. Yeah. Alpha backlash. Yeah. <laughs> or a front lash if you're... I don't know. Yeah, that's stupid. But... So then when you're singing this, is it like backwards A, backwards B, backwards <laughs> C, backwards D, backwards... That yes. makes sense. <laughs> yes, they're all the words, all the same letters, but just with the word backwards in front of them. <laughs> or it's the listening alphabet, so it's just hmm, 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 oh, hmm, oh. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess some of them could be pronounced differently, you know, and then they explain, they go, the... You know, obviously there are some teething problems, and some of those teething problems are actually people breaking their teeth trying to pronounce <laughs> these letters, and the way they have to contort their mouths to pronounce a backwards Q. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there are no letters, letters that you pronounce by banging your teeth together. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> just a new, a new, a new sound. There's, there's no sound in talking that is just. <laughs> <laughs> I think a backwards Chomping. T could be. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they back in the day they couldn't do that because people were. So, it was so, so so much more common that people would lose their, yeah, their teeth. So yeah, yeah, it was yeah. more likely that you would at least still have a tongue and lips, and that's all they would use. Yeah, yeah. Well, the now teeth with are more of a new invention. Well, yeah, past thirty. Yeah. With the improvement of dental hygiene, we could add new letters to the alphabet that are like riskier for your <laughs> mouth. Oh, but yeah. we can really see what this baby can do. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you, let's talk. Let's talk it like you stole it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind Pronounce of, it like you stole it. It's kind of like you know when you get to, get to a certain age. I know in Australia at least we had like the pen license. Or yes. So um, when you get to a certain age of like growing up, where you got your adult teeth, now you yeah. can learn the adult alphabet. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah, and you get your yeah, you get your teeth license, your throat license, things like that, so you can pronounce different things. Like you know, you can get that that Mongolian throat singing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's like a backwards yeah. R. Oh no, well, no, we already discussed that backwards R. I, I could I could have picked any other letter. Yeah, <laughs> anything, anything would have been great, Al, but you let's, didn't. Let's talk now about galoodle stops. That <laughs> is that um, what would you call it? A galoodle stop. A galoodle stop. It's, it's a good. It's a good word. Hard to do. Like man, I mean, very often people. The thing that people complain most about about podcasts is the mouth noise. You know, you can hear the mouth noise. I think when you burp in and out. But I think it's great that we just make a podcast that is just all mouth noise. All it is, it's mouth noise, and it's people bumping the microphone. It's the entire show. It's only like it's everything you would have edited out if you had any idea. You know how like in the like. 80s and 90s when bands went like lo-fi and it was like well all these terrible recording things mm. new podcasting where it's just all mouth noises and yeah, like yeah. Yes. bumping the mic what's this how many people you got in the show four how many mics you got four fuck three of them mm. off yeah. one's good enough <laughs> one guy's in the corner of the room yeah. one guy's right up close <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Perfect. clanging your teeth together would be a great way of mouth clapping <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that's good because, like, often if I'm seeing, <laughs> is he like, clapping or is he cold? I don't know. <laughs> when I'm seeing a band or something like that, chances are I'm holding like a drink. Hard mm. to clap, so I've had to like, yeah, clap, go, chest. clap my chest. But if or I if, like, slap we... the thigh. Look, there's, <laughs> enough, there's enough of us if we just give it a moment silence and then I'll start right. clapping. Okay, one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big round of applause, guys. It's a bit like having a like a an audience of skeletons or something. <laughs> Yeah, Spooky. but then I guess they could still use their hands. Yeah, but I think it would sound like that because it's just bone on bone, oh, yeah. right? We're talking about bringing back new metal. I mean, the perfect yeah. audience. Oh, skeletons. <laughs> new metal. You thought new metal was dead. It's the audience that's dead. Oh, that's good. Yeah. We joke about new metal being dead, but uh, a, a music festival in Australia just announced the headliners as Olympuscuit, Corn, and like. I can't remember who the third one was, but it was another new metal band. Simple wow. Plan. Oh, they're not playing. No. Uh, but Good Charlotte are. Good. There you go. Yeah, that's oh, good for them. Yeah. Wait, so Good Charlotte aren't a headliner though? Nope. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. Well, they were big back in their day, but yeah, they're also like they're on TV. That's still yeah. pretty famous. That is like the new relevant, mm. right? They're on The Voice. Mm. Yeah. But now they're playing a festival that's headlined by Corn and Limp Bizkit. So like that's. That's very strange. This isn't a sketch, it's the, just confusion. Venn diagram. <laughs> living in crazy times. Look, yeah. they, they, might, they, might, they just might not have the pull of the type of audience that they want, and so they need to have some, you know, I don't know if that's the yeah, case. Yeah, new metal in 2017. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but we need. Yeah. So you would imagine skeletons would make like a <laughs> kind of sound. Yeah, they've got why. no vocal cords, so huh. it's weird, but I also imagine the same thing. Like, <laughs> I guess when they, they would probably scream like this. <laughs> That's not that's not terrifying. If you were a creepy skeleton man coming up to me going I know, but a, a crowd, like if you're walking by a stadium and you hear the sound coming from it, it's like a crowd of people going And then <laughs> Well they're just enjoying themselves, clearly. Just some skeletons in there having a good time. I mean that's a little bit like what a what a soccer crowd kinda sounds like, you know, in those I'm far enough away. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I guess it just like the sound of all the yelling and screaming just sort of averages out to just the noise of escaping air. <laughs> right? Like that's the, yeah. the sum 
total of the screams of humanity. <laughs> is there is there look is there a sketch in just skeleton crowd? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, or well, I think if we could find something something better to do with the like, teeth clapping. Uh, I'm like, like a, the skeleton crew, so it's like the least amount of people you can do something. So like <laughs> yes. the skeleton crowd, like the least amount of people you can perform to to still well, like, mm, it as a crowd. You're sitting backstage. Mm. Your band's about to go on. You're playing your first ever stadium show, and then worst case scenario, back of house oh, match comes no. in like. Guys, you've got a skeleton crowd tonight. And they're like, oh, geez, I thought we sold more tickets than that. But no, like sales started strong. They just didn't quite get there. I'm just going to pick up my guitar and go out. And then audience of skeletons. And all I get is <laughs> just like a sea of skellies. Yeah. It's a quiet audience. Yeah. Look, I think, I think that's totally <laughs> I mean, I see that. I see that as just a, as like, a, it's like, this is a worst case scenario <laughs> for a band. They go, ticket sales, look. No, there's a huge crowd. It was, t- ticket sales are great, right? I but. do have to let you know, though. Because, you know, like, there's nothing worse if you're a performer. You go out there and the crowd is old. Yeah, they're all old oh, people, oh, right? No. Like, it's some sort of Fuck. special event and they've just bust in a whole lot of elderly people. Yeah. Oh, no. We should start doing shows to of... Nans. Yes, yeah. please. An RSL crowd, I reckon. Yeah. Is, it's my target audience. Yeah. Well, well this is worse than this that. This is worse than that, yeah. They go. This is gone the next one. He goes... Yeah, and he goes, oh, no, it's not, like, it's not all geriatrics, is it? And he's like... Not <laughs> technically. <laughs> it's the next they're, one. It's it's actually a step beyond there. They're all skeletons, but they're animated. <laughs> Except for some of them. I think I think, Just I think that's great. Actual skeletons. I think uh, there is something. How about this, right? What do you think? Like 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 we Earth. Mm. We want to we want to get the attention of alien species yeah, and we've all we've we've tried firing lasers out there and stuff and radio beacons and sending out a little thing yeah. on a uh, on a satellite on a, you know on the mm. voyager or whatever it was a little gold disc right yep. have we tried all just shouting right <laughs> if we all just shouted mm. at once if we could get everyone on earth to just all yell <laughs> yeah hey <laughs> yeah uh, and maybe we could put something smelly in the in the space. Yeah, yeah. Okay, stinky we've... space. Yeah, but you've got to use all the senses. Yeah, so there's like a meeting at NASA. Being like, all right, we sent off the Voyager. It's got just some like dickhead pictures. Who cares about pictures? What if these aliens can't see, or if they can smell? Well, I was gonna say that's the problem. Like, imagine if aliens just have no eyes and ears. Mm. They've only got big noses. Yeah, mm. and uh, yeah, just a species of noses. Mm. And then we've got to decide what smell do we want to send into mm. space. Yeah, yeah. what spell- smell would make Aliens come to Earth. Links. At, links. Yeah. It's links. We know the links effect. Links. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know, look. We, links Africa. Like, so, <laughs> look, I think that's a, that's a definitely good starting point. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we would have to experiment with what mm. kind of... Uh, How do we experiment? I guess like, we get an alien. Well, and we, <laughs> or we just throw scents out there and see what happens. Well, because yeah. like, what, what, good, what smells good to us might not smell good to an alien. Mm. We're like, hey, here's the smell of like an ocean. They're like, well, this means fucking war. Mm. Yeah. They're like, well, shit. Wait, no, wait, wait. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Imagine if the smell of ocean offend, offended them. Because then not only would the smell of ocean we put into space offend them, but then yeah. if they got closer to Earth, they'd be like, well, now I'm really pissed. <laughs> this is on. <laughs> you, it's a reason we haven't come and visited because you fucking world stinks like crap yeah. and now you're sending it to us fuck you an ocean killed my nan 
They come in here with their big lasers, evaporate all the oceans, like, yeah. thank Christ. Well, especially if it was like a planet where maybe God actually had flooded the Earth and killed everybody. Yeah. yeah. Or oh, something that's... like Mars, which doesn't have any oceans. Oh, yeah. And they find that offensive because it's... Yeah, they have developed the yeah. palette for it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they've, like, they've, guys, too soon. You know, uh, we lost ours. So. <laughs> yeah. But they've sort of like, like you know, like... like Man kind of has encoded in their DNA a fear of monsters. We have like they have encoded in their DNA sort of a f- just a hatred of oceans mom, due to mom, their lack of them. I had a dream. There's an ocean under my bed. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, like to sleep in the storm of the moon? That's That's good. That was, alien. That was but it also alien. sounded a bit like just a lady. Yeah, <laughs> she was I a am, mom. Yeah, <laughs> it's no. I think you nailed it because it sounded like I imagined <laughs> like I imagined a mom, but then she just towards the end of the sentence got like weird dangly things yeah, in front yeah. of her mouth. She has mouth. Yeah. 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 yeah, but green. I yeah. imagine green. I went purple. Oh. I think I was seeing you see an orange. Oh. Uh, when Are- people do impersonations on stage, when comedians do impersonations on stage, there's always someone you've heard of, mm. right? It's never like an undiscovered species or something like that. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a new, like, you know, the, uh, the impersonations of, of something completely new. Mm. Right, and then yeah. you could be like, "So that was an alien mum." Now, imagine if an alien mum <laughs> was Yoda. <laughs> People love that shit. Yeah. Imagine if an alien mum was having sex with, with uh, <laughs> Bill Michael Clinton. Kane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come over here! Uh, oh, an okay, alien Bill. mum. <laughs> So I, I, I love not have sexual relations yeah, with that alien. Yeah. I do not have that alien, new alien mom species. Like what, what I love is that every every comedian, almost everyone, generally has a very bad Christopher Walken impersonation. Mm. Of being like, buffed yeah. out whenever. And I always love the idea of just being like a really bad comedian, being like, "Here's my impression of like Keanu Reeves." Why? What am I doing here? And just every single one doing every single, like, this is this person and just doing a really bad Christopher Walken impression. I don't yeah. know why, but it makes me laugh. But then when they do Christopher Walken, I imagine they have to do something else, right? I hope so. Or, alternatively, that's the punchline and it's exactly the same. Uh, <laughs> Anti-comedy. <laughs> yes. The punchline. They, 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 they do Christopher Walken and it's perfect. It's really good. And oh, then they're great. like... the. Because that's interesting, because then all we're playing on is the difference between a quite bad Christopher Walken impersonation and a very good Christopher Walken impression, which is a very getting... small sort of little detail there. We're getting to the crux of comedy right here. Yeah. What's the, what's the, what's the smallest what's the difference you can All have? we can be sure of is that Christopher Walken is involved. Yeah. Right? That's like he's right there encoded in the universe. In the, in the, the key to comedy. The key yeah. to well, just comedy. just he himself being like, here's my impression of Keanu Reeves. And he just does his own voice. What if he... Christopher Walken does? What if yeah. Christopher Walken yeah. is like, here's my impression of Christopher Walken? He is technically, I guess, has <laughs> done expert. comedy before. So does he have a bad Christopher Walken impression? I hope so. He'd have to. Following um, your rule, he has to. Everyone I, has to. I'm sure he would probably have had endless Christopher Walkens done to him. So he could mm. probably have bad impressions of those impressions that yeah. he could be doing. Here's my impression of a bad impression of Christopher Walken as done by <laughs> Christopher Walken. Because he probably also just talks pretty normal a lot of the time. Do you think? Oh, yeah, I great. don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's a baffling man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've imagined that his day-to-day conversations are entirely about watches up. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And this is how we get all these impersonations of him being like... Chris Walken being like, I'm going to order a cup of coffee. Hi, I'd like you to put this cup of coffee in my ass. <laughs> Everyone's like, ah, comedy calls. He's so good. <laughs> or, or somebody who has a bad Christopher Walken impersonation, but the reason that it's bad is not because of the voice, right? It's because they always get like the detail wrong, like the, the bit. So they're trying to do yeah, the yeah, bit yeah. about the watch up the ass. And the impersonation is incredible, yeah. but they always say something else instead of watch. or they... Yeah, or he starts talking about computers or yeah. something. Like oh, c- come on! Uh, I, uh, I don't know who I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. Kind of close I was up. expecting Jeff Goldblum and then got like a weird Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a bizarre drive. I forget <laughs> what I'm doing. That's a game that officially makes you a comedian because yeah, you've got yeah. a bad Christopher Walken impression. Man, I have one that is und- indistinguishable from from <laughs> even ra- yeah. Look, I think seeing that like that spectrum, like I think I think a like an analysis of the spectrum at which a Christopher Walken impression becomes an Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. Like there are mm. obviously all impersonations exist along a spectrum. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. From Christopher Walken to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and <laughs> being able to. I feel like Jeff Goldblum is smack bang dead exactly. center. Yeah. In the middle. Yeah, 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 somewhere in there is like a alone bit towards the Arnie. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I mean, look, I don't know where you're sort of like a, your uh, Gandalf impression. Mm. You know, that's well, that's probably a little closer to the Christopher Walken. Closer to the Christopher Walken, two thirds of the way down. Yeah, yeah, two thirds of the way down, because then it doesn't have any of the the shrieky like that. Come on! Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I think like I think that was closer to the guy who did the room. Oh, <laughs> you so yeah, he'd be on that. Spectrum. Oh, but he's in a weird spot because he's he's almost like an oh because he's close to both, but he's the thing that brings them together. But like he's not dead center either. Oh yeah. wow! Are we discovering that the spectrum is three dimensional? Have we discovered like another plane? <laughs> it's like this, this is, is like the imaginary numbers. Z axis here, <laughs> and I just got my head around like fucking why. You know, ah, in Back God to the Future too, the timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. and then everyone fucking blows like Doc Brown blows everyone's mind when he just draws like the other line. That's just I just did that. I just did that with Tommy Wiseau. That's wild. Well, you know, it, it is. It is like. Science speculates that there are other dimensions of space beyond, you know, in the, you know, we could be living in twelve-dimensional space or something mm-hmm. like. I'm, I'm willing to speculate that the Christopher Walken to Arnold Schwarzenegger spectrum of impersonations actually has a, a second. A second. It yeah. could be a, like axis. a yeah, maybe even yeah. It's a four. It's a four-dimensional space like yeah. thing. So, so you could never see all quite all parts of the of the shape. Right. Yeah, we can't actually conceive of it. Conceive of what so it would be. Now we're including like. time, so it's like Chris <laughs> yeah, Walken when he was 20 and Chris yes. Walken when he was 60. You're like, oh, of course. Where does this come oh, that's where I reckon that's where the Tommy Wiseau part starts fitting in. Yeah, I think like, actually all it is is that Christopher Walken himself has moved along the spectrum. He's <laughs> 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 moving towards Arnie. You're like, hey, get back. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> now that, yeah, that's the solution. Christopher Walken and Arnold Schwarzenegger are both just moving along the spectrum themselves, but towards each other. <laughs> that could be something to do with the expansion of the universe. We could be able to measure... I'm sorry, I keep going to physics concepts. Nice. But we could, be, we could use monitoring of their voices in order to measure the expansion of the universe. Because if the universe is getting bigger, obviously... 
their accents are clearly changing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Their larynxes would be ch- yeah, yeah. becoming larger. Af- affected by the like changes in gravity and forces in the universe. Yeah, exactly. it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Might might even be able to use it to sort of measure the di- uh, the gravitational waves. Gravitational so as, as waves. they get closer yeah. and stuff like that, you go, oh, that's probably because a neutron star blew up. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like so um, years away? What is it it's like? Like it's a, a perfect thing in some museum where it's like this is exactly what a kilo weighs or yeah, something like that. Yeah, and that kind of keeps shifting and changing every X many years because it's like things kind of keep moving, and so this kilogram is no longer a kilogram and needs to be like a little bit more. So yeah. something like that, if we just can capture, yeah, Walden yeah, and the international voices. standard of like in a in a museum somewhere in France, yeah, there is a what is it a a, a, a this is what, How do you capture? This is what Christopher essence, Walken's voice essence. sounds like. Yeah, but it, and it's it like this is the, the perfect essence. pure essence of Christopher Walken's voice. So like and a, every a year, so and <laughs> every year they have to alter the waves a little bit because, like, because of the expansion of the universe, his voice is changing ever so slightly. They've just mic'd his house and Arnold's house, <laughs> and then they just find what the gap between the two is, mm. and that's, and then they they, they see the, the fluctuations mm. and the differences, and that's. Uh, and it starts from like nineteen. I imagine nineteen eighty is probably the start starting point of this spectrum mm. uh, and then from it's like obviously on a, like a display behind this uh, it's like 1980 and shows the start of the spectrum and then like brief um, snapshots as time goes on so like 1990 they've moved a little bit like yeah. Arnold's probably still massively Arnold at 1990 yeah but like Christopher Walken started moving towards the center of the spectrum by 2017 it's oh, it's Things have changed a lot. Is this kind of like the the, the almost the the opening of some kind of disaster movie, <laughs> <laughs> where they're sort of just noticing these changes? And yeah, being like, something's not right. And you're like, see, like it's not, he's moving close, and he's moving close. This means that there's like, oh no, there's an asteroid yeah. coming. It's the heat death of the universe. It's geostorm. Yeah, yeah. Geo- geostorm two. It's the perfect geostorm. I have. I, I, you, we could we could simplify all of this somehow to be like. That like 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 that that there is like if we just pick one there's Christopher Walken if there is just like in the museum there is just one example of a perfect Christopher Walken impersonation because like the reason we need the perfect kilogram is to be able to judge all other kilograms so maybe yeah. also in the museum they have the perfect Christopher Walken impersonation so we can judge all other impersonations mm. of Christopher Walken so we can define mm. comedy yes <laughs> yeah. exactly we know exactly what it is what the funniest thing is yeah and 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 obviously the the perfect example of a Christopher Walken impression is obviously Kevin Pollack. Yes. Who does it? And so then and then from then on like Jay Moore. Yeah. It keeps going down. Yeah, maybe like a I don't know who else does that. I think I think also like those those stupid things are like what would it be like if Yoda met um uh, Michael Caine, right? I think it would be interesting to see that, like, maybe at the same institute, they actually work out the answer to those questions, like using computer simulations or something like that. Taking the comedy out yeah. of situations yeah, like yeah. that, I think. Oh, yeah. 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 Using oh, don't the worry, I've Wal- taken them. I'm good at this. <laughs> how, about, how, about, how about, so it's set in the very far future. Yes. Yep. So it's like alien archaeologists. Great. Cool. They are digging something, mm-hmm. and they come across the comedy museum. Mm. And in that, they'll find stuff like this. Yes. Which they'll find very offensive, because, again, they're aliens. They're <laughs> aliens, and they don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> and they hate this. Well, I mean, if like if we went back in time and we looked at comedy from like the 1930s, I feel like I would probably find that offensive too. Oh yeah, no, yeah. It's, Ooh, it's, not it's bad. So, hot. So I mean, like aliens. It's it's probably gonna be the same thing. 2017. Like we're like, yeah, no, this is really progressive. Aliens in from 2836. <laughs> quite offensive. Do you think that on that that gold disc that they sent out with the spacecraft Voyager or whatever it was, do you yeah, think yeah. there were, were there was any comedy on that? 
I know Andy Warhol drew a dick. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. <laughs> You think I'm so? like 70% certain. You think you're serious, but you're not entirely sure if it's a fact. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, no, I, I know that face. Not sure if it is true or something I either read or made up. Yeah. It could be, it, that really could be anything, couldn't it? Yeah. I guess there's um, no way of knowing. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to go to space ourselves and find that disc. Dusha, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw me. I reckon I can get there in time. Well, <laughs> see, the thing is, like... Imagine if we just forget what's on there and we're like, oh, wait, do we put something like... Oh, like, no. It's like, it's like the voicemail. Where we like, got drunk and we set the thing. <laughs> disc into space. And then the morning yeah. we wake up, we're like, what did we, what did we put on that s- satellite? Oh, oh, no. This is like a... Oh, yeah, no. And then it's like a road trip comedy with all of yeah. our friends and like We've all got to get out there to try and get, get it. the disc yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, yeah. But because, you <laughs> know, it's going right. at a certain speed, we'll never really catch it because, yeah. of, you know, all those... Rules of science that I don't know. Um, <laughs> and then it'll be great. Because like, did I drunk dex- dex my ex and put that on the disc? I think I might have. This is a great crossover between ro- the movie Road Trip and the movie Armageddon. <laughs> yes. Mm. Look, I think it's a- Why don't we teach scientists how to drill oil? Shut up! <laughs> Shut oh, up! man. We're going to teach these oil people how to fucking fly a spaceship. What a film! Oh my god! Yeah, it's talk it's, about height of comedy. It's it's, in, it's it's amazing the uh, the utter contempt for anything to do with science that that movie has. <laughs> like that film so much. It's so aggressively non like for for a science <laughs> fiction. <laughs> it's because it is a science fiction yeah. film. For a science fiction film, it really, really hates science. Yeah, there was a there's a few films like that. Is it is it Twister along with um. What's his name? The twist is the one with the, the tornado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill like Pullman with the cow. or Bruce yeah. Paxton or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. One of yeah. those guys. Like, Bill Paxton and the, so the Helen whole film. Someone. The whole film was about them Hunt? being like, yeah, Helen Hunt. Oop, Helen Hunt. The whole film is them being like, we need to trust science. We need to be like, you know, mm. everything. We need to chuck these little sensory Balls. things up there. And the very like the penultimate moment is that they're like, do we go left or right? And basically like, mm. well, all the science is pointing left, but my gut says right and they go right and they're correct which means the whole point of that film is basically fuck science go with your gut well no I take it as more that they've become so scientists (laughs) that they've passed science they are pure science now so like the science facts facts air quotation marks I know Mm, this is an audio medium but know that I did that no longer matter because they are science well, yeah, I mean, the idea that somebody could become post-science by just reading so much and that you, you no longer, you, you, like, your intuition is so informed, mm. even more informed than you are consciously aware. This has really brought us back to jazz, I think. <laughs> I think we're talking about jazz science. <laughs> it's not the science you know, it's the science that you don't know that makes the science so science. It's the peer review processes that you fail that make your research so valid. <laughs> Um, what movie were you guys talking about when you're talking about the Twisted. the sci-fi? Oh, oh Armageddon. 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 Okay, right, right. Now, also, I just wanted to go back and recheck a an idea here of um, yeah, let's recheck about the alien smell smell bait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think that was also that was a that was a. a a bastardization of this everybody's scream. Yeah. <laughs> like that possibly the aliens are just listening like that. Yeah. Um, the everybody scream is a good name for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Operation the everybody scream. On the count of three. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just thought maybe we could go a little bit deeper on the alien smell bait before we, uh, before we wrap up. Cause I think we're yep. kind of, we have mm. enough, but um, 
how uh, is it like a mouse trap that we would kind of like attempt different smells like you know we'd put like yeah maybe we would put a bit of the ocean maybe we would put like some links or some CK1 mm. the smell <laughs> of my nana's house yeah, yeah. that is Hot a good theory. smell yeah because there is a chance that there's a race of of, of uh, aliens that don't see mm. or hear or uh, even know about the electromagnetic spectrum yeah. at mm. all yeah. you know and they all they and we want to get in touch with that they sound like fun yeah <laughs> it, it could be like the the Somebody sort of the comment. follow your nose was that the the, the Sammy the toucan was that Sammy He's, I don't know. Is he the follow your nose? Maybe it was something is following. Surely your that nose. would be something with a nose. Just follow your nose. <laughs> Why no, am I thinking well, of like got, a, they've got a holes in the beak, right? That's like a, nose. a giant nose. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Go no. go gadget nose. Yeah. Look, maybe the alien smell bait has nothing. No, I think that's great. Yeah, yeah All right. I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's got everything. <laughs> it's got everything you need. It's got well, a There's just one thing that we brought up before that I just want to quickly touch on, and maybe mm. this could be. Something to end on. Um, so you mentioned how there's the kilogram that is constantly changing. New weight loss program. <laughs> Change the gravity on Earth. Yes. Make everyone lighter. Because if that kilogram is now all of a sudden half a kilogram, mm. our weight has just been oh. cut by 50%. No, our weight's been doubled, I think, hasn't it? If that kilogram is now <laughs> two kilograms... <laughs> oh, actually, no, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know either. This We'd have to work this out on the board. Math. But, but I, I like the idea that, mm. like, for, you know... Because for ten thousand dollars, like you can do the weight loss program where I take you to the gym every week and yeah, you know yeah, yeah, and I yeah. control what you eat for five grand. But for yeah, ten yeah. grand, I will break into the Institute of Weights and Measures in Paris and I will fundamentally change the nature <laughs> of the kilogram. So yeah, or, or could just be like, do you want to lose weight? How about a rocket to the moon? Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. No gravity, no weight. Doesn't matter how much you weigh. Like, yeah. or weight is nothing. I guess I'll pump. I'll pump two thirds of the ocean out of Earth. <laughs> yes. Right. I'll create a space elevator, and with a space straw, and I'll pump out all this stuff into the into space. Yeah. Maybe create a water moon. That's yes. Going around Earth. That's good. That's good. That's like good. Like that, and then Earth will become lighter. Yes. And then have less gravity. Have less gravity, and then we're all. Yeah, because like, like obesity. Oh, oh. Nice Christmas present. <gasps> there is an obesity crisis in the world. Bring so it back, like... bring it back. Have you ever wanted to be a scally? Get rid of all this gross, heavy meat on your body. Mm. Yes. Become a scally. Join our skeleton audience. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the story of how we saved new metal. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, boys. And that's a, ske- a skelly. <laughs> a skelly. I thought, I thought at first you were talking about Nick Scully furniture. <laughs> yeah. That's what I got confused. Yeah, that's, well, that's where we all went, obviously. Yeah. I think that we may have done a sketch where, in the past where we've come up with... We came up with a sketch about making your dick appear bigger by shaving down everything else in the universe to be slightly smaller. smaller. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, but I thought because I know that there's this idea where we talked about... Uh, Going to a place possibly with lighter gravity to lose weight, and then but then you still haven't lost mass. There was something about that. Right. Right? You haven't lost your mass. You've just lost your weight. Yeah, but it's not over mass. It's overweight. So yeah, yeah. He's not, whatever. <laughs> he's overmassed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. It's not my fault you didn't sort out your definitions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm technically now underweight. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, look. Um, there's some crazy sketch ideas in this. Yeah, today. it's real wild. Uh, we got. Jazz is this is the Jazz's dead guy. He blames <laughs> musical styles for the failures of his company, of his of his bars, <laughs> until he uh, comes across Pablo Opera Bar, <laughs> which is obviously after his uh, pub Pablo. What was the original? Disco one? bar. Disco bar. 
Um, and uh, anyway, and then this one, it just also just happens to have a, uh, a per- good person who's running the bar, which is why it's successful. But, but that's why opera is not dead at this point. Anyway, he keeps... Man. Look, this is not clear. No. <laughs> it's a concise just, idea. Just know that if you listen back, it'll be real clear. Anyway, it's a story about this guy's life and how he's come to have this amazingly successful opera bar, but also how he's uh, intrinsically uh, intertwined in the death of certain <laughs> musical styles because <laughs> he's just called it when and blamed the, the, the musical style for the failures of his own companies. <laughs> he called it. Let's call it. Death of Jazz, 12.38 p.m. <laughs> no one showed up. And then we've got the adding of the backwards R to the alphabet. <laughs> the alphabet. And then obviously there's, the then there's the whole invention of the alphabet. <laughs> After they, they accepted the, uh, the backwards R, there was, there, was, there was obviously a slippery slope that, well, if we let that one in, obviously we're going to have to let them all in, which, you know, obviously mm. the alphabet gets a spin-off alphabet called the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> now <laughs> I know my right. backwards A, backwards B, backwards C's. <laughs> Next time, you come won't hang you world sing backwards with me with backwards me. <laughs> um, yeah, and then obviously, then they a lot of the backwards letters do have new sounds and noises <laughs> attached to them. Some that involve <laughs> clanging your teeth together. Some you, you know how like when you you go some sometimes the police will ask you if they pull you over and they think you might be drunk. They say, "Oh, can you say the alphabet backwards?" Yeah. I don't know if that, that's ever actually happened to <laughs> no, somebody, I mean, but it's like, like a trope. <laughs> yeah. Say, now they'll say, "Can you say the backwards alphabet forwards?" <laughs> Uh, backwards A, backwards B. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> backwards Z. No, uh, uh, that's very good to, as a, like a cop. Say the alphabet backwards. Backwards A, backwards B. The car models. That's uh, too clever for me to be drunk. <laughs> we got a band that is, uh, you know, their, their, their tour manager comes backstage while they're waiting. He goes, uh, you know, I got some bad news. Go, old crowd. And he goes. You don't even understand. Anyway, they're all skeletons. Yeah. I mean, for some reason, I don't know which kind of person would have. I guess, I guess this could be a kind of a funny joke for a person who's like worried about their, their audience that's been aging, you know, and they're not getting any new things. Also, I'm just picturing, you know, like how in, maybe I just noticed from The Simpsons where there's that episode where those people are complaining about the itchy and scratchy episode where the uh, itchy and scratchy plays and on the bones and he gets he goes uh, he, he, he clearly gets three distinct t- tones from playing on the ribs of uh, you know it's like I, what are you, are you supposed to believe that this would happen but I mean maybe it's a marimba player and for some reason skeletons love marimba music <laughs> wow and um and, and that's how this is I, I feel like if, if there was something that this sketch needed it was more layers yes. now and you have absolutely provided that yeah like, a, like a, an aging band in like some kind of post-apocalyptic kind of scenario where he's like, even though there's zombies, he still cares about the vibe. Yeah, great. Mm. And you can still sell t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. He's oh. just doing. He's just doing it for the for the merchandise at this stage. I reckon you know. if you were wearing, if you were a skeleton and you were wearing like a tight t-shirt, it would look pretty cool. Yeah, it would. <laughs> it yeah. would. That, those ribs and everything like that, and that kind of like sunken. This is bit. sending real bad. Body messages out well, to our impressionable young listeners. Little young skeletons. Mm. I actually have a. This is going to sound like a sketch, but this is just my real life. Yeah. I actually have a model skeleton in my lounge room 
which is wearing a tight t-shirt. So I can confirm that Skeletons wearing tight-fitting clothes do look good. Oh, wow. He, he looks real right. jacked. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he looks muscly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, is, uh, especially with the big grin he's got. Yeah, it's good. he's also wearing a hat, like a Robin Hood hat currently, because I got that in Nottingham. How many yeah. of the other sketches do you also have? In your <laughs> <room>? <laughs> yeah, do you have... Uh, the next, would you have a lot of strong smells that we could attract <laughs> aliens with? Unfortunately, no. I I've only lived one of the sketches from today. Oh, and saving jazz, I guess so too. Obviously, I you think saved jazz. though it's worth pointing out that as a pheromone-based sketch, ants would love that. The smell one. Yeah, yeah. You don't think? Based. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's, that's <laughs> so good. So we'll, yeah. we'll, when we make the sketch, we'll just target our ant audience. Yeah. 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 And we'll obviously, that's also a big. Part of it is that we don't know what kind of aliens we're trying to tra- attack, attract. And also, it could mean that we could be deciding what kind of aliens we want to attract. Because right. if you put kind of like rotten meat smell and things like that, then you might tr- attract kind of more of an, yeah. an, an, an insect-based kind of alien mm. or like maybe a, like a scavenger alien. Exactly. It's like old, that old saying goes, you scary. know, it's like you catch more aliens with honey than vinegar. Yes. That's right, yeah. But, <laughs> or like, you, dr- you know, it's like saying uh, dress for the job you want. Not the job you have. Dress, uh, smell for the aliens you want. Mm. Not the aliens you have. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Smell for them. (laughs) I mean, that's also another sketch where you have an alien species that show up that don't have noses, and then they hire us to smell things for them. That'd be great. I mean, what's it smell like? It's rotting garbage, mate. I think that's a great. That's a great thing where where, you know we we. Hey, you're human. What does that smell like? <laughs> That's kind of like earthy. It's got like a, I don't know, but, but it smells like there was earthy. like a toilet cleaner. What this? At what point do you just start lying? I, I mean, would the say whole almost time. instantaneously. <laughs> smells like a bit like chlorine. What's chlorine smell like? Like a plum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you feel when you smell it? Oh, good. It just depends if whether you're trying to sell them on things like that, you know, like because they're they're looking for nice stuff to bring back to their planet. I think this is a real like great like I think this is it could be a real thing. Like aliens, they they they're so, intergalactically super powerful, right? But they can't smell anything, so they snare the entire Earth in like a tractor beam, and they just drag us all over the galaxy, just getting things. us to smell different things. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And yeah, like I feel like again, you would lie straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the job satisfaction there is low because, yeah. like, like as a human being, I've experienced a lot of smells already. So like when he's like, "Smell this ground. What does it smell like?" I'm not gonna actually smell it. I know what it smells like. But, like, but then also, do you say Earth or do you say it smells like planet? Mm. He's saying like it smells earthy, offensive. You could. You could. <laughs> It smells earthy. I am offended by that human. You are. <laughs> so it's pl- planety, planety. Yeah. yeah. That's inclusive. Yeah. You could use like this it. to like get get out of this whole thing. You're like, what's this? Like bleach. What's this smell like? It smells real tasty. <laughs> you should drink it. But then we're stuck in space. Yeah. Yeah. You got to a real us. intergalactic incident there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, it, but unless, you know, we don't know how they're going to react. Maybe bleach gives them superpowers. No, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, pan-intelligent <gasps> species with superpowers? They're in trouble. Trick them into drinking bleach. Bleach gives them superpowers. Superpowers get them to grow a nose. They realize we've been lying to them. War oh. is declared. And now we're at war with superpowers. <laughs> yeah, <good> ones. <laughs> you know what those humans did made us look like dickheads. 
Let's kill them. Especially if they somehow within there manage to prove that they, the, the consistency of their smells, they smell the exact same thing that we do. They go, is the blue that you see the same as the blue I see? And they prove that, they, that it is. <laughs> same thing with roses. Anyway. This is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we got... Easy to get across. There's a lot to unpack here. There's the international standard of... Uh, the gap between uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Chris Walken, where all the impressions lie. Oh, I gotta tell you, it is so hot in this room. Yeah. I, I think it's showing up in the sketches. <laughs> There's a lot of smell-based ones at the moment, <laughs> which is probably why. Anyway, uh, and, a, and and a lot about the distance between men yeah. <laughs> becoming shorter and shorter. And, <laughs> and then the and then obviously there's wait. Um, Anyway, I think it, this kind of ended up becoming a sketch about possibly some kind of a comedy museum <laughs> that is found in the mm. future, and and how uh, it was through the comedy museum that they pr- predicted the downfall of the human race. <laughs> uh, they predicted that there was uh, the arrival of the geostorm. Is that correct? Yeah, because Tommy Wiseau doesn't fit on the spectrum. So that oh, created, fuck. then that's right, that was the fourth dimension to the, the spectrum. Fourth, yeah, and then, yeah, 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 yeah. Even maybe fifth or sixth dimension. Yeah, yeah. And then we predicted the arrival of the geostorm. <laughs> and then we died, but then the aliens found our museum. <laughs> I gotta say. Yeah, Andy? I'm really happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like a nice clean sketch, me. <laughs> nice clean logical basis for a sketch. Cross. Look, I don't know what this next one means. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm excited. We drunk satellite. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> we we <laughs> drunk satellited aliens. Yeah. I think that's real solid. Yeah, and then and then we realized that we had to... Go into space go to, into space to catch it. the transmission. Before, before the aliens, aliens do. And so it's a, bit, it's a real crossover between Road Trip and Armageddon. And Tom yeah. Green's in it. And Tom <laughs> Green is definitely in any... any he does a reprisal of his salmon song. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be big for him. He's back. Yeah. The, ch- the Chad. And, yeah. oh, the, oh, Chad the Chad. That's what, oh, no, that's, uh, Charlie, that's Charlie's Angels. Angels. Oh. And he's, somehow he's back with Drew Barrymore again. <laughs> Great. And it's real Charlie's nice. Angels. That's what got him anyway. Oh, poor Drew. Oh, and... and poor Tom. And Drew Barrymore is also in the movie. And... E.T.'s also in it. Whoa. And so we have to stop it before right. it gets to E.T. Yeah. And now she's an adult. Oh, man, they have to do this. They have to bring back Drew Barrymore. So, so this is Spielberg. E- it's Spielberg directing. E.T. too. It's E.T. E- 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 yeah. Drunkenly phoned home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Drunk. Yep. And then it's we like got what, a, a, an adult Elliot being like, you know what? I miss that stupid ass. Give me that phone. Give me that phone. I'm going to call him. I'm going to call yeah. him. I'm going to call him. And then uh, I think it's my favorite of the, of the episode is an aliens hire us to smell things for it. <laughs> like, what does that smell like? <laughs> yeah, great. Oh, good. And it's like, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of just like having another sense, you know? You know, some people like to put, you know, little magnets in their finger or whatever and things like that. I just find you can just hire somebody and just get, get them to tell you what it's exactly. like. Look, we got seeing eye dogs. They got smelling nose humans. Yeah, smelling nose yeah. humans. And now we're going to go back into our patented uh, music outro. <laughs> See, that was a good one. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Guys, thank you for coming on. Oh, yeah, holy moly. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Douche. 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 
and Zamet. Zamet. Joel and Joel. Joel and Joel. You guys had sorry from Sans Pants Radio. Yeah, the one. Plumbing the Death Star. Yeah, yeah, that's the show we're both in. And so wait, you guys aren't together in the others? No, we're together. Mm, We're in. A lot of the shows on the Sandspans network, but often not together. We are launching a new show. Oh, <laughs> that's good news. This is <laughs> and direct people to to our podcast for the launch of this new show. Yeah, well, let me tell you about the new show before you ask for a plug in it. <laughs> it's called Joel's in the City. It's just us two watching every episode of Sex in the City, and then Similar to Gilmore Guys, I guess, but Joel's in the city. No one's ever done it with two people with the same name before. <laughs> yeah. So we figured yeah. there's a gap in the marketplace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so those, those, those guys, Gil, Gilmore Guys, they weren't called, they weren't two guys called Guy. No. But we're two guys named Joel. <laughs> sure. And, uh, we recorded a pilot episode all the way back in... February 8, 2015, <laughs> and we launched it today. <laughs> wow. Launched Which, today? Yeah. Well, oh, this is big, so people can go on and find us now. Uh, if they go to Plumbing the Death Star, uh, we attached the pilot episode to our episode today so it's yeah. like an episode of Plumbing the Death Star and then this and uh, we're just getting everyone to vote whether they want this pilot to turn into a full series the trick though is uh, <laughs> even if they vote no we're still going to do it <laughs> <laughs> we just want to know whether or not we're disappointing them before we go ahead and dedicate our lives to this so yeah there's like 94 episodes of Sex and the City in two films so like we'll be done in two years yeah uh, that'd be right yeah I, I mean you could just do it as a daily podcast Ooh. get it all out of the way <laughs> yeah, get, it all, get it all done in three months actually that's a good point if everyone votes no we'll still do it it'll just be daily so yeah. that it's out of their lives in three Quicker. months yeah but yeah um Thank you, thank you so much for having yeah. us on your podcast. Oh, well, and people can find you on Twitter and stuff. Yep, so I'm at douche13, D-U-S-C-H-1-3. Mm-hmm. And I'm at goddammitzamit. And I'm uh, at AlistairTB. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. We're at Two in Tank. Please continue to be lovely and rate us and say nice things. We're on also iTunes. on Facebook as well. We're on yeah. Facebook. Yeah, you can support us on Patreon yeah. and whatever. Yeah. yeah. And if you and love the... this episode, you should head to the Planet Broadcasting Facebook page, Planet Broadcasting Great Mates, and then just post on the wall about how great Two in the Think Tank was. Hey, yeah. you know what? That's probably the best plug for this show we've ever had <laughs> ever on this had. show. Yeah. It's almost like we're fucking idiots who don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Joel. Thank you so much. Uh, Joel, Joel, Andy. Alistair. Uh, thank you. Thank me. And, uh, <laughs> thank us. And most to... importantly, thank you, the yes. listener. And most importantly, <laughs> to the audience, we, we love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs>